welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a folk rock uh, duo uh, missing their guitarist. But uh, the two, two guys here that um, play in a band called the Oxleys, uh, they have a self-titled record out that came out in 2018. Uh, their most recent single is Just Memory, came out in 2019. And uh, I'm excited to talk to them about passions, artistry, and why they do what they do. Sam Broom, Nelly, Cray. Uh, what is, how do you say your last name? We can do Oxley. <laughs> I usually go with that. <laughs> okay, Cray Oxley. Welcome Rickman. to Rickman's my last name. Okay. Yeah. Sam and Cray, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for having man. us. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah. I mean, all things considered. Yeah. It's kind of a uh, loaded question these days, you know. This uh, afternoon, I'm doing great. Good. Today, today <laughs> is good. Today is good. Yeah. Darn is shining. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, that, is the a, that is a loaded question. Though. I feel like going going into the, when, you know, when everything shut down and everything, you, you see somebody you haven't seen, it's like, how are you? Oh, hey, good to see you. How are you? And it's like, right. yeah, I, I'm bad. I'm bad. It's like... like it's like, yeah, I'm just kind of like existing in this void. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, and that's kind of how I am most days, but this is what gives me that meaning, you know, like uh, doing the show and getting to talk to people right now, like has been putting a smile to my face. So um, where, where are you guys? We're at, we're at Indeed, uh, Indeed Brewing. We, we played there last night and left all of our stuff here. So we figured we would uh, come today, pack up, and uh, and do this. That's a good over, over a beverage. Oh, that's a good ambiance to have um, in the back. Um, yeah, you know, actually, actually, this is my house. I just bought these. Uh, oh, tight. Exquisite paintings. Just you just have some. Yeah, you just have some elevator music playing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> in the living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this tell me about. Life. Tell me about Indeed. I, I haven't been there yet. It's a cool spot, man. It's like, it's a pretty big, big space. I've got good beer. Um, you know, Grant, what's his name? You know, Grant. Steskel. 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 Yeah, he's My a ginger brother. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, he hit us up like last month. And I don't think they've ever done music before. But he was like, hey, I think we figured out a way to have you guys make it fun and safe um so we played here last month and then last night we played here for a second time um for like a beer release event yeah right awesome um, it's been great though they yeah they have a really nice setup it's yeah. nice it's a cool tap room lots of uh tables yeah <laughs> cool lots light, of cool light fixtures <laughs> <laughs> lots of antique wood yeah they've got lots of great plates and and glasses and yeah. forks. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. These barrels over here look pretty cool. Well, that being said, what are you guys sipping on right now? Uh, Hello, Milwaukee. Okay. That's the name of their, it's like their, you know, their Pilsner. Okay. I'm a big Miller Lite guy, so this is their closest, closest thing. What were they, what did we have yesterday? It was pretty good. Was uh, the Mexican Honey Light. That's oh, a really, that's, that's probably so my favorite beer. Of that was really good. Oh, tight. That's dope. Um, yeah, I I like a good Pilsner. Miller Lite was like the beer that got me to start liking beer, so I'd probably drink. <laughs> I love that. Drink. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, a lot of people don't say that about Miller Lite. <laughs> Miller Lite just made me like beer. <laughs> in high school, in high school, like I, it was a lot of like Bud Light and Bush. So when I came to Milwaukee for school, you know, everyone drinks Miller Lite. I mean, now mostly I just drink hams because it's so cheap. Right. But, but you know, I would love to hit up Indeed. I've been meaning to hit just more breweries in general, like around town. And that one is, uh, I've heard uh, acclaimed things about it. Well, you got to hit up Eagle Park too. Mm. That's that one, I actually have been there. Um, that one's really good. Um, and it's it's kind of like subtle, you know, it's sort of tucked away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good spot. I haven't been too enlightened. I've heard enlightened is really good. Oh, one way. I was gonna say once they used to have that big pool table. Oh yeah. Uh, or was that is another? that place like in like no I part of Walker's Point? I don't know. Yeah, I just know um like they've done some live music there. Like I know Cola yeah. played there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's we're gonna have to do a, a whole like uh, crawl when this is all over, you know? Sure. All right. That'd be fun. Um, hit all the Milwaukee ales and stouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, boys, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so the first time I saw the Oxleys was actually at Anodyne. And that was almost two years ago. Um, yeah. That was a really, uh, it was really packed there that night. Um, I got to see you guys play. I'd have, I'd heard of you guys, so you were on my radar. And I remember you brought Josh Trimble up yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jushi. Um, <laughs> that's my boy. Yeah. Such a great guy. Yeah, such a great guy. And then uh, we talked in the back, in the back of yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of food in the back. There was like, that's like where, like, um, People seem to get treated really well over there at Anodyne, you know? They have, they have good catering. They, they, have a, they had a stocked fridge of beer and, uh, you know, lots of good cheese and crackers. So we, we're not complaining. Oh, it's great. Okay. That was That's... the night we played with uh, Lee Hankey that night, I think. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. He's he amazing. Was... Yeah. He's amazing. He's incredible. Really beautiful voice. Very gentle, like, honeyed voice. I uh, loved it very much, but I would start seeing you guys a lot more just around, you know, I know uh, Sam, you did, um, you worked with uh, Between Two Galleries, is yeah. that right? Yeah, and VAR Gallery, it's all in the VAR Gallery yeah. brand. Yeah, and uh, so you'd be like the door guy, and I'd come there for shows. I I really like that venue, that became like one of my favorite venues, like in the tail end of like when shows are still a thing, you know? Right. Well, we were just kind of starting there before things got shut down. So, yeah, we hopefully, hopefully uh, post COVID, we'll be able to start doing that again. Yeah, it's like an art museum. But with yeah, Sam, Sam, um, he books all the music there. He's like the venue manager. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense then. Um, it's but, like a one-man show. It's like a, a sound guy, the booking guy, the door guy, the door guy, the <laughs> head, of, head of security. Yeah. <laughs> Bartender, <laughs> janitor, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, Josh, Josh Hintz has got hired to. Uh, he's the janitor there. <laughs> Bartender and yeah. the bar. No, I'm just kidding. He's the owner, and he put that all together. And he shout was, out to him. Shout yeah, out to shout him. out to Josh Hintz. Yeah, he's great. 
Yeah. He's he was so great to work with because he was uh he didn't really have any requirements other than like book good music. He's you like know, even, if, even if it's not gonna like draw a ton or something, he's like, I just want like reputable, good artistic things happening here, which uh, a lot of venues don't have. I mean, it's easy to be con consumed by the money or, you know, book a cover band because they're going to draw this many people and we're going to make this much on beer. Yeah. Uh, but, to, to, you know, he's really focused on the art there. So it was really great to work with him. Yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah, like, um, I love how, like, he just kind of handed it to you just like as a simple task, a simple demand. <laughs> Very Get simple. Good music Can you start a menu in my building? Yeah. No worries. No worries. Can you just do that real quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I'd love to, I can't wait to talk about what you guys have been up to lately, but first let's take it back a little bit. So where are you boys from? I'll let you answer. I'm, I'm from Amherst, Wisconsin. It's like two hours north, right by Stevens Point. Oh, sure, um, okay. A lot of people know like Central Waters Brewing. Okay. Um, more importantly o'brien's on maine is located um, there it's a local spot no i'm from amherst small town grew up you know next to a cornfield uh yes um i that seems to be a common uh uh setting to grow up in in this state yeah um, <laughs> i think so yeah what about you sam i grew up in uh Neshota, which is kind of like 30 40 minutes west of milwaukee Okay, cool. So, a little, farther uh, west, a little farther, like west than uh, Waukesha. Okay, sure. So, um, I'd love to hear kind of like a little bit about the individual stories of like kind of the role music played for you guys growing up. Like, you know, what did you guys listen to? Like, what what were you into, and how did you kind of get into playing yourself? Uh, Cray, we can start with you. Yeah. Um, my parents were kind of they were they were Minneapolis art school dropouts who just like hung out at like underground punk shows so when I was little we used to go to Minneapolis and there would always I mean all their friends were just like photographers and choreographers and actors so. and then a bunch of musicians who would like have the guitar out and I think that was the first time I like ever saw someone yeah. playing the guitar I thought it was wild um and then started learning the guitar and my first couple i mean the first few years it was just me playing like um in church honestly i like went to i went to like a catholic school when i was in elementary school mm. um, and it was just growing up playing in church and then you know see that's the under your breath yeah i stopped <laughs> stopped doing all that long while ago um it's like yeah, and that was, that was pretty much the start. Yeah. And then it was pretty much just like uh, middle school listening to, you know, Matchbox 20 and John Mayer in my bedroom, <laughs> like oh, learning, yeah. learning cover songs. That's pretty much all I did for like four or five years. Um, yeah, and then started playing in high school by myself. Nice. Were you um, like in uh, any bands like in high school? Um, my first, my first time actually ever playing on a stage, um, there was this girl, um, who sang and knew I played the guitar and she's like, oh dude, there's this, um, there's this talent show that's going on. So we did the talent show together, like very, we were, we were just trying to be the civil wars. 
Um, oh yeah. So we <laughs> we played together for like a year. That was kind of like the first band. And then I was in a punk band when I was like a senior in high school. And we like we did record a CD. Um, I've heard it. It's top notch. <laughs> yeah. This is top notch high school garage punk. <laughs> really bad. Um, yeah, I was in a punk band in high school. What were you called? Um, we were called the bench. The bench. The bench. Okay. Isn't that so punk. Based off of this that's, essay, it was this that's essay so that I wrote about the bench, and they <laughs> liked it. So uh, it was like a poem essay. Yeah, that's that sounds very anti-establishment. That's kind of <laughs> what it was. <laughs> like we were, we were just the backup cool kids <laughs> on, on the bench, just kind of. Who we identified wow. as. Wow. <laughs> Pretty wicked, man. That's, hard, <laughs> that's hardcore. <laughs> I think the biggest show we played was my high school prom. Um, we got up and played Stacy's mom. Oh. For my, for my prom. That was like the highlight of that band's <laughs> career. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and then you were launched into stardom from there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, yeah. yeah. Just skyrocketing after that. Like you become, it's like you're like Dewey Cox. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Um, nice. Well, that's quite a contrast of um, from the from the Civil Wars. It was yeah, literally Civil Wars to like Blink One Eighty Two was like kind of the the contrast there, the two yeah. identities. <laughs> sure. Okay. Like I love that. Um, all right, well, Sam, how about you? Tell me about your uh, background. I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> Never played Stacy's mom at any prom. You probably played way more than uh, I did in high school, though. Yes. Uh, no, I, I did. Uh, I started playing drums. That was my first instrument, really, which is funny. And then I switched to piano and played in a, in a cover band in high school. And uh, really did. We played a lot, actually. Like, for a high school band, we played at... A lot of bars, little festivals, like, not that we weren't that good, but it was fun. We played a lot. Hey, the money's there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the experience, like, very practice to play all the time in front of people. Yeah. Um, and, and then I met this guy. Did you guys meet in college? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, was playing, he was playing music outside of the dorms, just, like, on the sidewalk. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, we should jam sometime. We should play together. Yeah, I, I was. You always, I always tip musicians. I think people busking. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, let's play together sometime, and uh, it worked out. So, that's cool. That's really cool how that kind of, you know, right place, right time happened. Cray, I probably walked past you while you were playing at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did, man. It probably was did. Yeah. Um, Cause I, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that did that at UWM. That's actually how, um, you know, the band Dog Bad. Yeah, that's how they started. Was from I think like, I think it was Carter, that was like playing like, yeah. on like, uh, Maryland or something like that. And then like mm -hmm. Isaac like met him like outside, mm -hmm. like I stuff like that happens, man. I mean, it's it's that's a pretty awesome like success story of like a band that just by chance could form very natural yeah kind of. we i went to um 
we went to school with Isaac too. He was kind of in the same. I mean, we definitely crossed paths a bunch. I did at least. He's an incredible guitarist. Yeah. Really great guitarist. Oh yeah. Shout out to Moonglow, the new band that he's working I've on. Heard just just briefly about them. They're so good. Yeah. They're yeah, so big shout out to Isaac. Great guy. Um so uh so then like you started playing. Um so um the oxleys so like why why are you the oxleys and not the brunellis lead singer that was songs it's that, his band it's his band i work for him fair enough no, that was my argument from day one because you know we said the oxes came up and i was just like dude the brunellis that's a little more indie like that's kind of punk like that could coming nah. off a punk rock band i was like we could nah. be like the i don't even know who I don't know. Well, like the Brunelli. Think, the Brunelli, yeah. I, I think I think that has more of like a garage rock tone to it. Yeah. So when you when you guys do your your like uh spin-off project, yeah. that can be what it's called. I feel like it would have like an Arctic monkeys feel. Or like uh what is that band like the Cooks? Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah. that well, kind of feel. Well, I was, I think of like the Fratellis. Yeah, exactly. Fratellis, yeah. Exactly. Like an, another Ellie band. Yeah. 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 Sam and the Sufidis. <laughs> um, so, okay. Well, that would make sense. Um, so, what was I mean, your guys' I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in like a self deprecating way. I, it, 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 he writes the songs, they're his songs. I honestly just think it just sounded cool. Yeah, Oxley's is like you know it's not even my last name; it's my middle name. But we're like, oh, that's like that's kind of cool. It'll fit for now. I think yeah. it's just a placeholder. We we're trying to book our first show ever. I think was actually at um, Brood. Wasn't that it? Brood on Brady. Brood on Brady. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um, um yeah, I think we're just like we need to we need to promote this somehow. Let's just we we'll need go a name. With Oxley's. We need a name. Like, that'll be kind of the placeholder. Yeah, we'll we're circle like, we, back. Yeah, we'll change the name later. Like sure. three years later, four years later, yeah. <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a cute spot to have your first show at. Yeah, it was super cool. We didn't really know what we were doing. I'm not sure if we even had enough songs to like play that. We didn't even know that many songs together to like be able to play a two hour set or whatever it was. Uh, we made it happen. Yeah, that's. Well, that's dope. I you guys also did the um you did the A Pi Rockathon, didn't you? The fraternity. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yes. No, that was um the answer is yes for sure. That's right. That. No, that was at like, UWM. At UWM, we played like in that. It was not the that ballroom, that meeting room. Oh yeah, that massive ballroom. There were like seven <laughs> seven dudes there. It was like. Yeah, I think Brad uh, like put that on. Yeah, that was my old fraternity. Actually. Oh, that, that's yeah, cool. that's how I heard about that. Yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, it was a fun time. I mean, I did not have a bad. No, well, time. yeah, it was, it was. It was just funny. <laughs> we're in this massive room with like yeah. you know three hundred chairs. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like a handful of guys there listening. Yeah, we had a good time. Hey, that's also playing for a university. They have a they have a budget that they need to spend. So yeah. Oh yeah. Give them what the people want. There's people that like literally like book a tour and then line up like college shows like intermittently to essentially like fund the tour. Right, pay for it, right. It's yeah. crazy. Like people work it out. 
Oh yeah. I mean, colleges That's, have like a budget for entertainment yeah. and like, you know, student entertainment and stuff like that. So it's like, whenever we play a college and it's never a bad time, No. but it's also like, it's a, a nice check. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. That's a big thing at Madison. Yeah, um, yeah. I know that Madison brings brings in a lot of entertainment. You know, like the student union. Right. Yeah. For sure. That's huge. Right. We did a big show at the Green Bay oh, Student Union. Yeah. Oh yeah. word. Green that Bay. Was super cool. That was. Yeah, that was a crazy show. It's also it's also nice to play at uh, at universities too because like they have their uh, like sound engineering department for like yeah. students and stuff like running sound for you which is yeah easy it's easy yeah 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 for sure like it's already kind of like a uh, like a template um that is already like they're waiting for you so right. um when did so tell me like so how did you guys uh record uh your first album um we saw this artist um singer songwriter out of minneapolis named dan rodriguez who he's a pretty i mean he's a big Summerfest name he's a big um appleton like mile of music name he played at the back room opening that he's we kind were. of a big name yes everywhere um yeah he's a singer songwriter and he he opened up a um like a basement studio in minneapolis so we had like you know, we've been following him, keeping up on him since we saw him open up at the back room. Um, and then, yeah, Sam, for whatever reason, we're like, oh, this guy's amazing, super talented. Like, we should just reach out and I was see. like, that looks cool. Let's do that. What he's doing. Yeah. Um, got in touch, sent us a couple, um, some stuff that he's been working on, some samples. And it was literally, what were we there for like three days, four days? Yeah, we went there and recorded the whole thing in like a weekend. Yeah. It was great. Dan's an amazing dude. Yeah. Definitely, oh, yeah. definitely check him out, Dan Rodriguez. Did you guys do a release show? We did. Yeah. Um, in at Puddler's Hall in Bayview. Yeah. In Bayview. Oh yeah, I've been there once. That's that's a good place to catch a show. You can spill a lot of beer there. You can. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time there. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place. Um, yeah, tell me about uh, um, like. How you guys kind of got more into like the world of touring because i know you guys have played all over the state so what when did that start like how did the first one go that's a great question man i don't know um i mean our first couple shows honestly were up in amherst because i had already known some people just from playing in high school mm -hmm. um, so we played at central waters that brewery a few times um there's a coffee shop called the Landmark that um, I actually used to run open mics out of in high school. Um, so we did a show there. Um, Stevens Point. There's a couple a couple breweries, bars. Um, Lots of shows at O'Brien's on Main. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, most of it probably started in Amherst, Stevens Point, and then we kind of grew out to like rapids a little bit and then like kind of fox valley area um and then around where you grew up yeah yeah uh heartland delafield or Waukesha. and then we started playing in like like it's been over a year now which is crazy to think about but we were playing like around the midwest a lot like uh 
Yeah. Chicago, Cleveland, yeah. Indianapolis, uh, Colorado. Uh, I think order-wise, it was like a lot of kind of where we grew up, built out from. And then we did have a couple of shows in Chicago. Yeah, just kind of slowly expanding. Yeah. Madison. Yeah, Madison was great. Um, we played there a lot of times. Yeah, and then I think after we had played Madison, Lacrosse, Minneapolis, Chicago, everything around Wisconsin, um, I quit my job and we we're like, let's try to go on a tour this summer. What was that, 2019? Yeah. Um, it's so long. It's so time is a weird thing. I don't even know. Yeah. Everything is so long ago. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. That's what I was saying. Like, it's already been like two years since like that Anodyne show. And right. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, like it it still feels like March of last year never ended. It honestly, right. yeah. yeah. One long bad vacation. Yep. Reality. Pretty much. Here's a question um that you guys might have an interesting answer for. So what do you feel like is the difference between playing in coffee shops versus breweries? That's a really, really great question. I love them both equally. They're so much better than playing in a bar. Yeah. Um, I'd say the big difference is like a bar versus a coffee shop or a brewery. I think, I think brewery and coffee shop are pretty similar because it's the same crowd of people. Um, I guess just the expectations. I feel like breweries, I mean, it's as simple as like you can be a little louder during a brewery show. So you can pull a couple more covers, you can rock out a little bit. Um, yeah. The coffee shop obviously is going to be a little more mellow, but I feel like um, it's kind of the same, kind of the same group of people, kind of the same tone. Um, just really guys that, guys that look like us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it kind of is. It's just people who, yeah, appreciate. I don't know. It's cool playing in coffee shops and breweries because people appreciate you doing whatever you're gonna do. Just you being there and sharing whatever is cool, which is not quite the same as a small town bar who right. wanna wanna hear their Kenny Chesney song or their Tom Petty song. They wanna hear their really great, like their one man band ACDC covers. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Granted, it's it's. Uh, I think we have a. Different but equally great time at yeah any of the places. Totally. Yeah, for sure. It's a different vibe. It's not a necessarily a bad, in a bad no. way. Like playing it, playing a bar show. It's great that we can do both. Yeah. Like we have the like if we want to do a, a really small acoustic coffee shop show, we can like do that. Yeah. And if we want to like rock out at a bar and have everyone party and bring us shots and do the whole thing, like we can do that too. And it's a very extremely different but super fun to do both yeah yeah totally like it's it's just a matter of yeah adapting to For sure. whatever the vibe is and uh yeah with the mm -hmm. kind of music you guys play like um i could it, it really kind of like expands those horizons pretty easily um yeah i was thinking because like yeah when when people are drinking you know yeah like the 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 party, you know, it progresses as, uh, you know, people uh, get more alcohol in them. And yeah. the that's where the covers come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny. It's like sometimes we'll like, we'll book like two months of house shows. And then at the end of the two months, I'm just like, dude, like, 
Let's book some I bars. really want to fucking rock out. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sick of... And then if we play too many bar shows in a row, I'm just like, damn, I just want to, like, want to make someone cry. Like, I don't want to, like, bring it down. Like, I'm sick of playing covers. Like, I just want to make someone fucking cry. It's like... Yeah. But I like... We always keep it, like... It's very back and forth. We get a good mix all the time, which, yeah. which is just yeah. always is refreshing. Great. Yeah. Good. Even, like, like, we played a house show, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. For some for some uh for some folks and that was great it was like super intimate we played for like 40 minutes of like sad folk songs yeah, that, just, yeah. you know everyone listened and was super into it and then you know last night at indeed we played like a bunch of fun bunch of fun covers along with our songs yeah um and just a great change of pace well the thing is, is people need both of those things right now Sure. With how much, with how isolating the pandemic is, and just how, you know, we're just our lives are so altered. It's like it's so life is so confusing. We could use those really sad and like, you know, more stripped down acoustic songs that really like evoke that emotion. But we could also, we also miss partying to kick and rock tunes. You know, like I, I'll take both of them on a platter um yeah absolutely yeah yeah dude so tell me about the song uh just a memory the 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 single you guys dropped uh you want to talk a little bit about what that song's about where it came from (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. um yeah it's kind of i'm actually still really proud of that song um that's good (laughs) Good. <laughs> I can't say the same for all my songs, but that one I'm still ha- I'm happy with. Um, yeah, I think that's just like I guess the biggest, the biggest metaphor I was trying to get across in that song is like looking in the mirror. We like being in a relationship with someone, being looking in the mirror and realizing like you might not be the same people that you were when you met. Essentially, like just how people change and like sometimes you sometimes you have to walk away sometimes yeah it's a it's a it's a harsh reality but a necessary one yeah um yeah no i i feel that um thank you for sharing Craig. uh yeah well that being that being said i mean that was that was two years ago so uh, i'd love to hear about this new record you guys are working on ma'am get back to us in like five years Ooh. okay it's been we'll tricky. follow up <laughs> it's been tricky man the yeah the the pandemic has not been good on my creative mind mm-hmm. um yeah it's been tricky i've i've written some it's tough yeah i'm not sure I, i'm not sure i have like a direct process right now i think most of it is you know i just write you know just without a lot of rhyme or reason, like just whenever I feel like writing. Um, and it's tough to, you know. Put together. Yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to, you know, fit like, put the puzzle together when you don't know what the picture is. Like, I don't really. That was so deep. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that is, that's another, that's a lyric uh, yeah. to add in the future. Cause yeah. that's kind of what describes like exactly the place I feel like I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. many of us do like, cause it's so unpredictable. Like yeah. there is no, there is no like, you know, ending point 
to like how the world looks right now. Um, so shit, dude, I like what you're, what you're saying right now is absolutely valid. And for that reason, it's like, don't feel like you have to have anything out like by a certain time, you know, it's yeah. kind of just like, if it feels right, like, you know, you're going to do it. Yeah. And I don't think we have any pressure. No. You know, like, I don't think we're not like stressed about it or, you know, there's no reason to be. Yeah. Right. We're just trying to like have a good time. Yeah. 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 And Which, you know, when, when, it, when it happens, it happens. And then that, that'll be great. Yeah. But like, and, no pressure. Yeah. And it seems like uh, you guys have been doing that uh, right. clearly with a uh, great show at Indeed and uh, sipping some beers the next day. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. I don't, I don't pressure him. I do text him every couple of days and be like, so where are we at with the Other than that, I don't really pressure him at all. I don't know why he would feel like that. Yeah. 2020 was so crazy. I did selfishly give myself permission. Like, man, if you're not do what you can, yeah, like, sure. just letting go of any expectations of yeah. what I have to produce or what I have to, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Emotionally. I feel that. I mean, yeah, I felt that too. Like I took like four months off of doing this. Like yeah. everyone, everyone needs that. Like I think a lot of people did at least. Um, so I'm super, um, I'm super impressed with people who have like put out great art. Like that's awesome. Um, Cause it's even harder. Probably. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm so impressed and inspired by that. But man. See, this, at the same time though, I feel like other people just with different minds or can probably produce I'm telling bathrooms way 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 more way more music because maybe maybe it's hard for some artists to to write and create when they're on tour all the time and now they have had a full year of you know maybe you know some people I'm sure it's harder some people I I bet it's could be even easier if you know you get to you actually get to decompress and have a year off from like extensive touring could go either way Totally. Like, that's a good point, Sam. Like I, and I've noticed that from doing like the breaking and entering stuff, like some people are like so invigorated to put stuff out right now because nothing is really, the world is kind of on a pause. So it's like mud. Some people, people are have more time. time. Right. More, yeah. Literally, people, literally just time too. Yeah. People just have the capacity to do that. But the, the other side of the coin is some people, just can't be in that mode right now because things are so off and either either way is valid you know everyone's doing it navigating their own way absolutely um yeah so how has kind of been like you know doing the the shows the light tours you guys have been doing like how's it gone so far in this you know very unusual time we haven't done a a lot this summer the summer was really good yeah um some really cool just most of our regular wisconsin places like put together um really cool ideas for outdoor shows oh good um yeah super cool um whether it's been like making like some kind of like window counter to get drinks outside like on a patio or a backyard or something Um, yeah the summer we were actually still pretty busy like like still playing once or twice a week um but then yeah once it got cold it was kind of like everyone was like oh god like what are we 
how are we going to keep doing music? And so we really, we played like, we didn't play it really at all at first when it got cold out. We didn't really play before Christmas, did we? Really, yeah, really before Christmas, we really had only a couple shows in the fall. And then, uh, but I feel like places now kind of have uh, started slowly to figure out ways to like have music inside. Um, or like our, like, yeah, like, like your, um, yeah, Nicole's on. In the third ward, Nicole's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my friend Will played there like over the summer and it seemed like I, I didn't go, but <laughs> it was like, it seemed, he said it, it was a good time over there. I haven't been there actually. We hadn't either. It's a cool little spot it's, though. It used to be that, um, like chocolate ice cream place. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> That they like rebranded into a, I think it's the same owner, but they rebranded it into like a bar lounge. It was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it was definitely like more like a coffee shop show. For sure. Like very, you intimate. know, small, small group of people, super intimate. Um, super cool. Cool. Awesome, guys. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think that sheer, you know, kind of, in the best place one can be right now um, as uh, guys that live and breathe the, the, sh the show dynamic. And um, yeah. I can't wait until, uh, you know, um, hopefully by the end of this year, it's safe to, you know, probably still limited capacity, but you know, it's, I, I I'm so thirsty for shows again. And um, I look yeah. forward to seeing you guys out again. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. We're we look excited. forward to doing more. Yeah, well, as it'll, all, it'll all just start happening slowly. Yeah, definitely. Back into it. For sure. Yeah, so as we're uh, closing out here, uh, ask everyone the same two questions on our way out. Sam, I'll start with you here. Uh -oh. uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps you up at night? Wow. Whoa. Um, Jesus. <laughs> It doesn't have to be like, hang on, it can be silly. <laughs> Great. I don't know. That's really tough. Yikes. Funny answer. Funny answer. What's a funny answer? I can't even think of something funny. Cool. Yeah, wanting, wanting to go play pool. <laughs> wanting, yearning to go play pool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, big pool guy, huh? It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> oh god, that's a tough question. Wow, you got me there. I was expecting that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I sleep very well. Oh, good. That's good. Um, well, well, we can leave it at the pool. That's fine. Um, you're, you're like I was hoping for more. Ah, uh, no, that's tough. That's really tough. <laughs> oh no, it, it throws a lot of people off. Um, yeah. Um, I can tell you what's been keeping me up. Has yeah, been, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, usually it's just um, just trying to fit everything that I want to do in that given day, like into that day. Cause I'm not, I'm the kind of person who's like, I don't like to go to bed until, you know, I've made time for everything that I like plans to do so i i just give myself a lot of stuff to do like each day so it's all got to get done and that's even if that keeps me up uh 
that I don't get anything done in a day. And that stresses me out. I think I'm pretty, it's been very easy during COVID to, uh, to be like, I just crack a beer. Don't do anything. Like, oh, I'm still beer. drinking beer while I'm doing all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm happy you are. But yeah, it's, it's been, it's very easy to be like not productive, I think, yeah. personally. Oh, uh, yeah. I used to be so busy, like, you know, working at the PAPS, like one thing to one thing to the next, like get up, go to the, go to Collectivo, get all my computer work done, go to work at night, like be very productive. And I think it's definitely been hard for me personally to like stay productive when there's like, when my schedule's kind of in flux or, you know, I'm not as busy. Yeah. Cray, how about you? I would agree with that. Um, yeah, not not feeling as product, productive as I should be or I have been. Um, general anxiety, I don't know. Nicotine withdrawal. There's, I mean, there's a lot. That. I feel like I don't sleep. At, I haven't slept since March, last March. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. I mean, sleep is like... This, we're waking up in a different world since last March, you know? And right. My dreams have gotten a lot more vivid. Um, yes. Yeah, because like, because yeah. there's so much in the back, like, like, uh, that's like subliminal. Mm -hmm. Subliminal but, stress and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, here's an easier question. The other question is, Sam, what puts you to sleep? Um, that's not easier. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you're you're looking at it right here no, uh, that's what puts me to sleep yeah a couple beers yeah a couple beers for sure or a bourbon um yeah i think uh i mean i probably sleep better when i actually do feel like i accomplished something in the day or working a long day at eagle park puts me right to sleep there you go I yeah actually I should grab some beer from there at some point. I I don't live far from it. I live like right over the bridge in River West, so I could just walk yeah. there. Yeah, they do they do like takeout beer okay. stuff like that. Cray, what puts you to sleep? Um, I have a super specific answer for this actually. I got a subscription to Calm, like that oh. meditation app. Okay. So I've been doing that during the day, but then they have these like bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> there's this one bedtime story that I've listened to like every night for the past like four months. It's just like the first chapter of Peter Pan. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I listen to it every night and I have never, I've never heard the last 10 minutes of this story. Like it knocks That's me out. Crazy. It's That's insane. Really crazy. See, I don't, I don't, I never, I've never had a problem falling asleep. Like yeah, I'm very major like, problem. When I'm, when I'm tired, I will be asleep for sure. No, no yeah. problem. So that's, it's, you know, and, and in all seriousness, not, not because I'm hammered or drinking, <laughs> Like I just have never had a problem. Yeah. Falling asleep. I feel honestly, like I don't, I never have trouble falling asleep. Like unless it's something bothering me about what I have to do the next day. Like if I, for example, like if I know I have to like wake up early and like 
I have like a lot of shit that I have to get done. Like that actually just makes me, it just stresses me out about falling to sleep. Yeah. But on a normal given day, I have no problem falling asleep. Like I'll sleep like nine hours. Well, hey, Peter, Peter Pan, man, because that shit calm. Out. Right. It's calm. <laughs> it's insane. He's not telling you the real thing. It's it's this voice memo of me whispering in his ear. It's me. I just, I just, uh, it's almost yeah. right passes right out. Hey, that's beautiful. <laughs> thanks for being on the show, guys. This is okay. hey, thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having us. You bet. For everyone watching, uh, stream the Oxleys. Um, they have a record out. They have a song called Just a Memory that's also out. And uh, we look forward to what they'll be doing in the future. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Yeah.